0: It's party time, Mom. Hey, guys. Today we decided to throw it all back, all the way back to our humble beginnings in the original Studio 22. Remember those good old days back when we used to hang out in there with the swamp cooler and sweat and all that stuff? Well, those were good days, and some days I miss them because we had such a good time. I want us to go back and revisit with our good friend Jeff Kyle. You know who Jeff Kyle is, the Marine Corps veteran who's the brother of the American sniper himself, the late Chris Kyle. He currently works to help veterans and honor the legacy of his brother by serving as president of the American Valor Foundation. So join me as we revisit our good talk with our good buddy, Mr. Jeff Kyle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Jeff Breather Show. I got a feeling that this one's gonna get interesting. It's going to get very, very interesting because Party foul Steve's sitting over in the peanut gallery and, and guess what? He he's already enjoyed a couple of uh, cocktails. I can't think <laughs> as you drunk I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ossifer, I haven't been drinking. Uh so That's what you got, is that water. water? That's pure water right there, buddy. Yeah, that looks like moonshine with it. ice in it. You Ooh. smell it, yeah. Smell, smell it. it Hot like news water. Natalie. <laughs> <There's, Yeah.
1: laughs> there is water in there.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> in the I mean, ice. there's water in there, but Jesus has performed another miracle. Apparently, yeah, it's, it's yeah. frozen chunks. Though. I love Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the ice is what's water. The- Sitting in the hot seat, my good buddy Jeff Kyle, hanging out. This is a second appearance for Jeff on the Chad Braithwaite show on the podcast. But now we get to see your beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Look at you. How you been, man? Miserably well. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like the. I like all that kind of stuff. And our buddy Mark Hansen uh who i thought he might show up today but he didn't show up today he's a chicken
2: yeah yeah he he doesn't look good on
0: camera no he doesn't he doesn't look good in person yeah. uh he's had my truck now for two months working on the thing two months he's had this thing people are like we don't see any of the truck videos I, I don't have a truck yeah i haven't had I a studio sorry
2: for you because mine let's see he had mine for about three or four months
0: yeah so Jeff and I have the distinct honor of serving together with uh, the foundation that they created with his parents, Wayne and Debbie Kyle, and, of course, Jeff and Amy. And Mark's on the on the board as well and a few others, and, and I was honored when they asked me to be a part of the American Valor Foundation. I'm just going to tell you right now, AmericanValorFoundation.org is the website. You need to go check it out and visit it, and we're going to talk some more about that because we've got some big, fun things coming up. But, yeah, Mark, he wanted to – of course, he has road armor. He wanted us mm-hmm. to do the – a m the truck makeover, you know, with the new I don't have any idea what he's doing to it. Yeah. Total surprise. But here's the thing. So we were down at Granger Smith's place with the Road Armor Jeep a couple of weeks ago okay. and the thing messed up. We had to have it towed back on a rollback. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't. And so they've got it at the Dallas Dodge dealership and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. Pretty sure the transmission blew out on it, but they just discontinued that transmission. Did he... yeah, Steve did it. Okay. Hey, okay. Chad did it. No. Who was driving when it blew? Well, when I got in it, it was blown. (laughs) (laughs) It drove around just fine. But anyway. And then I got in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. So anyway, uh, we didn't know what exactly happened, but they've got it. And whenever Dodge discontinues something, they also discontinue the tools to work Mm -hmm. on. it. So now you got to get all new stuff. So I told told Mark the other day, I said, I may have just, I should have probably just paid for all this stuff that he's doing to my truck. Yeah. It, because it's probably going to cost me this equivalent in fixing that Jeep. So, nice, good job. I know, isn't that exciting? Good job. I know. Yeah.
3: I told you you could take my portion out of my paycheck.
0: Yeah. All right? Y- you're
3: you're whatever, so whatever. Take half of it out of my paycheck in ten dollar increments.
4: <laughs>
0: <all> yeah. <right? laughs>
4: that
0: means you have to employ me for a very long time. Yeah. So giving of you. So giving of you. Let's talk about American Valor Foundation. How did that? How did that whole deal get started? Let's talk about the history of it.
2: After Chris passed, we just – we wanted to do something to to keep his memory alive and to carry on his legacy of assisting others, you know. Um, you know, with me being a Marine and my parents raising a Marine and a Navy SEAL, you know, I mean, it's it's in our blood. That's what we want to do. want to give back, want to help, and do everything we can. So we just – we started out one year and had a little uh, benefit in Hamilton, Texas, and we had a roping along with it and raised money for another foundation, and that's how we started giving back. And once we did that first one, there was no way we were going to stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, like bad
0: Gum, we could do our own foundation and give right. money to what we're doing. Right. It's fun. I like because you you know it's kind of Chris's motto to serve those that serve. You know. And and that's a that's been kind of the mission and the foundation. And it's funny, your dad, before I knew your dad, I had this idea of what your dad must be like, because having raised you and having raised Chris and just knowing you guys and knowing y'all's reputation, your dad is everything I thought he would be (laughs) everything. So let me tell you a story. So I had a show and I won't say it was a local show. I won't say the venue or anything else, but your dad sends me a text message and there were like 3000 people coming to this live <laughs> show. Your dad sends me a text message. He says, we're here. I said, okay, we'll come on in and we'll somebody, get somebody to bring you back. And he goes, are they wanding people? <laughs> which told me he was carrying <laughs> and I said not only that they got full blown metal detectors I said Wayne go get in a truck and drive around back <laughs> yep. I'll let you in the back cuz there was no way I was telling your dad to give up his gun yeah <laughs> and yeah. I was actually happy that he was there and had it so anyway
2: I don't know it...
0: <laughs> sometimes that might be a little scary I know yeah we had a blast with with him and your mom that night though and uh, it was a good night but yeah I was like that's you know Wayne is a passionate dude Uh, extremely real passionate guy and you don't have to be around him very long to know where he stands on something (laughs) and it's one thing i enjoy about him you know because he's he's straightforward and i will say that pretty much every your mom's the same way yeah your mama jumps somebody's ass in a heartbeat too yeah
2: yeah she's she's a little more pc about it yeah yeah you know mama's pretty quiet i've seen her on the email chains yeah yeah (laughs) but when mama wants to say something mama says
0: yeah yeah no i i enjoy that about Pretty much everybody that I know well on the board is. Pre- we're pretty directed to the point. If it's yeah, which definitely. the way I vote is whatever Wayne Kyle wants, because I'm scared of him. So hey, anybody raised two that. boys like that?
3: That's what yeah. I. I mean, hey, you got to go to the parents. Exactly. <laughs> what kind of kids they got, and you
0: kind of look at it, and you know.
3: I'm like, you raised a Marine, a Navy Seal. You're good in my book.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But let's talk about the event that's coming up. Because we talked about the benefit, but we got one coming up. Let's talk about that thing. So every year we have the
2: Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit at the Stockyards. Um, it's always the first weekend in May. Mm-hmm. So this year it's May 4th. Uh, in previous years, we did an entire weekend of events, clay shoot, golf tournament, you know, just all kinds of stuff, yeah. everything. And it was it was a logistical nightmare to to put that on for an entire parts. yeah, for an entire weekend. And it was exhausting not only for you know, everybody involved with the foundation, but you know, for the participants too. So yeah. we decided this year just to to kind of tone it back a little bit and really focus on the gala. Yeah. And just really knock that out of the park and then spread the rest of the events throughout the year. Yeah
0: we got a lot of tickets left. Folks can come, and uh, you can go to AmericanValorFoundation.org, and the ticket link's there. You can also go to my website, WatchChad.com, and there's a ticket link there. Uh sends you right to it. And the, the most tickets are about $140, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And 149 149 So mm-hmm. 150 bucks. and people say, well, you know, hey, it's an expensive ticket. It's really not. When you consider this as an opportunity to give, and it's always a fun time. Right, right. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know who's going to show up. and. And uh, it's, it's a good time. Have we announced the entertainment yet? Have we, do, yeah, have we, yeah have, we have. Yeah. Okay.
2: So um, our special guest speaker is um, Brian Anderson.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He's a triple amputee, phenomenal guy, has a amazing story. And, you know, just being around him and hearing him, you know, I mean, everybody walks around and has aches and pains and stuff like that. And yeah. poor pitiful me. You know, and then you see Brian zipping around in his wheelchair <laughs> out there dancing on the, yeah. you know, spinning girls around on the dance floor. You know, it's he's pretty amazing. Um, we have a, a band, the Gordon Collier Band mm-hmm. out of Waco. He's a close family friend of ours. And he's actually one of the local news anchors down in Waco. Yeah. And... So he he moonlights as a singer and he's pretty good. They're <laughs> they're pretty fun to watch. Um, and then Kyle Jacobs is coming and he's bringing another special guest with him. They're uh, singer songwriters, and I think that's going to be you know that's that's a little different than what we normally do. Yeah. You know, having the actual songwriters up there and telling the story behind the song and performing it, I think that's going to be a pretty good. deal. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. I. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I went. That was the three <coughs> years ago. I actually got to attend with Camrath, and that's where I met you. you <laughs> stuck with me ever since. Hey, but- do you have an uh. MC for
3: that event yet? <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. Yes. Yes. Who, who's the MC for this event? It's- Tex McNorman. Okay. <laughs> I might have to bump him out. I might want to MC.
2: <laughs> you're going to be to a, a drinking limit.
3: Wow. Yeah. Is there a limit? Is there a drinking limit? For the MC? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, you're already out.
3: I'm out.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
3: I'm out. Anyway,
1: I went three years ago, I think was my first time. And everywhere I, I turned, there was somebody that made my jaw drop. This is such a really neat setting to meet so many heroes that you see. In the news or on TV, or you read about, and it everywhere, and I there's just not a lot you can even say or even step up to anybody. But it also is a very intimate setting where I think this year it was Kelly Pickler was there maybe, and
2: she's usually there.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. she is she saying and her husband saying it was just such a neat. Opportunity to hang out with so many cool people, and because it was so intimate, I felt like we were just in the in a backyard around a bonfire, just not only surrounded by heroes, but also taking in the best of the best when it came to entertainment.
4: Right, yeah.
1: And they're just singing around a bonfire. It was Mm -hmm. the coolest, most special night I'll never forget.
2: Yeah, and the good, you know what? What I appreciate so much is everybody, all the entertainment that comes. You know, every one of them come and donate their time you know they don't ask for a dime yeah and you know especially when you have like kelly pickler show up and perform and i mean won't take a dime yeah that to me that speaks volumes of individuals like that um just a quick funny story about kelly so kyle jacobs there's a lot of funny stories about Kelly. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes. So Kyle Jacobs is Kelly Pickler's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents got to meet them at uh, one of the at a CMA or something like that in Nashville one year. And the first time that Kyle saw my parents, he walked up. You know, they introduced themselves. Kelly introduced herself, and Kyle walked up. And said, um, well, I'm 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 Kelly's uh, I'm Kelly's wife. (laughs) And my dad was he. Excuse me. And immediately Kyle was just and Kyle's going to kill me because I'm saying this on air. but I don't (laughs) care. Um, Kyle was immediately embarrassed, bright red. And he said, I'm never going to live that down. He said, don't he said, I've never met Jeff. He said, but if you ever tell Jeff that I said that, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) so i met kelly and kyle in uh, indianapolis yeah at the brickyard 400 and um kelly was there singing the national anthem so after they sang and we started the race then they came we all we were all in a um one of those suites and they came up the elevator and i walked over there and introduced myself and I met Kelly and then I turned to Kyle and I said, well, hello, Mrs. Pickler. And he just, he <laughs> dropped he's like, that was like, I'm done. That was, it. yeah.
0: So it's, it's been a good relationship since then. Yeah. That's hilarious. They're good folks. And, <laughs> Very good. Uh, you're Very right. Good. You learn a lot about people who are in the entertainment industry or whatever you want to call them, celebrities who donate their time and give their time because they're busy people. They got a lot of Oh, going extremely. Up. Yeah.
2: And especially on a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because the weekend's when everybody makes their money.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So River Ranch in the Fort Worth Stockyards, May the fourth. We got room for you. We want everybody to go. And, and if, so we've got my good buddy Jason Ridley. He's a representative. Of Jason Ridley. He's a, a rep, Georgia state representative. He's flying over. He's coming to the deal, and uh, he just wants to come have a good time. And he knows mm-hmm. it will be. And so we got a lot of folks that uh, are they're planning to show up. And it's going to be like like Natalie said. It's it's kind of a who's who thing. You never know right. who you're going to run into. And yeah. So,
2: and it's never. You know, no matter who shows up, you know how big they are, or you know how much spotlight they're in. It's never about them. They never try to draw attention away from the event.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm having. Are we still going to do the clay shoot at some point in time? Yes, we're going to have that in uh, June. June. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't keep up with all our dates. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So Who's this know. Clay guy we, we're talking about?
3: Because, <laughs> I, you know, I don't mind. I want to make sure somebody... Clay, a.k.a.
0: Lie. Steve. <laughs> Party foul. <laughs> yeah. This this Clay? We, we're going to paint you orange and send you out across the field running <laughs> naked. <laughs> Pull. Pull! Sounds
2: like something in Steve's that's gonna be a short. Of, that's going to be a short event.
4: <laughs>
3: Pull. Pull's
0: not... That's not anything I've ever, ever been able to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's too many jokes that, that hit my head off at right. once. <laughs> Tony Steve's wife's over there turning red. Oh, don't pass out T. <laughs> I'd love to spray paint you orange. This fluorescent <laughs> orange is neck and send you out.
4: Oh,
3: you know, I, th- that's it. a
0: funny sketch right there. I'm gonna put you in a speedo.
3: We'll do it. We'll just put I need a name tag that says Clay. <laughs>
0: To clay shoot. <laughs> Pull and you just sprint out across <laughs> <Yeah>. the field.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe we can arrange something. Like I know. That I for bet we could. shoot. Yeah. We'll so he
0: won't sure work that, uh... as
1: an MC, but definitely as clay. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Oh man, too many ideas are coming to my head. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it though. I like it. And uh, yeah, I, but you know, there's one of the things that. Let's talk a little bit about what the foundation does, because I got a couple of things I want to get to. But I, but let's talk a little bit about that, because a lot of times, folks, there's so many. and We were talking about that with the episode with Ashley Kamrath about there's so many nonprofit organizations that are out there that are benefiting military and veterans. And some are good. Some are not so good. Some have a good reputation. Some not. So and so folks wonder, you know, what, what are we doing? And, and, and by the way, let me just say, if you go to Americanvalorfoundation.org dot org, you could see the financials for the organization. They're right there for all the public to see. Nothing's hidden, which is great. I always appreciate that. But what all does the foundation do?
2: Oh, man. Um, we we raise money for other foundations, you know, because we realize that it's not just about us. Yeah. You know, we're not the end-all, be-all. So we help out the legit foundations that are actually out there humping it and doing what's right. Yeah. And giving back and, you know, doing the right thing for our veterans and not only our veterans, but our first responders too. You know, a lot of times that group of individuals, they get, they get forgotten about. So, you know, we make sure that we do as much as we can for them as well. Yeah. Um, but we've given back to other foundations. Um, some of them annually and some of them, you know, we'll actually do the entire benefit just for them and raise all those funds for them. But, uh, We've done, we've helped out uh, paying medical bills. We've done, we've helped out with uh, car notes,
0: um, dental. Well, I can tell you things. one just from last week, you know, and, and, and where, cause you sent out the email and you said, Hey, we've got a guy who's dealing with some severe PTS mm-hmm. and he's depressed and he needs to talk to somebody. He needs to go to this treatment, but he needs a plane ticket, can't afford the plane ticket. Should we buy the plane ticket? And I was like, if we don't, I will. Let's right, get this guy yeah. on an airplane and, yeah. and get him where he needs to be. Because he said, you know, it would be another month before he could get in there. And he said, I don't think I can make it another month. Right. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what I appreciated. You know, he reached out to me. And I could have made that decision right then and there. But I wanted to, yeah. you know, I wanted to let the board know what, what was happening. Um, but, yeah, he reached out to me and he said, I need some help. He said, you know, I'm having too many issues. And I don't know how much more of it I can take doing it on my own. He said, I can't rely on the VA. I can't rely on this or that. So he said, I need some help. Yeah. So, you know, I told him, I said, this, you know, this is the program that you need to go to and you need to call them right now. I gave him the contact information, tell them that I sent you there and let's make it happen. So he got off the phone with them and they immediately called me and told me about it and Said, yes, he is a very, very good candidate, and he needs to be here. Mm-hmm. And they gave him the two options, you know, the two dates. And, you know, when he responded back to me and said, I don't think I can wait another month.
0: Yeah. Hey, done deal. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's, those are the great things. Those are the things that – that's the personal – the personable I should say things about this organization that people can reach out and get an immediate response from you. It's not mm-hmm. some administrator. It's not, right. you know, somebody is actually going to take the time and respond to you and get the help that you need. Because sometimes it's the little things it, the, and when I say that it's does one-off situations that right. come, it's not some big massive, you don't have to go through all this bureaucracy to get a decision made and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and everybody's just got that willing and giving heart and it's 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 fun. I mean, it's an honor for me just to kind of sit back and watch because I I've always I've always tried to do two big things that I've always tried to devote my time to as far as charitable work has always been what how can I help the folks that serve whether it's first responders or military and how can I help kids, you know? And I know those are two big hotbed items these days, but mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to deal with a lot of bureaucracy when it comes to you know, that organizational flow chart right, and things. Right, You just want to help. I, I just want to help. Let's yeah. let's make a decision and put our money where our mouth is. So I had Jacob Schick on the show, and, um, you know, of course, he founded 22Kill, and, and he deals, obviously, with a lot of vet suicide and as well first responders. And we just talked about the, the subject of suicide in and of itself. And some, we posted the the teaser video for it, and somebody said, quit talking about it. No, we're not going to quit talking about it because because we're trying to take the stigma off of the PTS. We're trying to take the stigma off of the depression so that people can open up about this and say, look, yeah, you're a man. Yeah, you're a hero. Yeah. People look up to you, but you got some things going on. I wouldn't judge you if you had stage four cancer. Right. Why am I going to judge you if you got a chemical thing going on inside your head from the shit you've been through? You know, so that's that's.
3: that's a tough mm-hmm. thing for, you know, a grown man, not only, but a military veteran, mm-hmm. whether you, it doesn't matter what service you're in to, Hey, I've got a problem Yeah, and I don't know what to do. I need help with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I've always been outspoken about my own depression. We've always talked about it. We've always been very clear about it. Um, and, and the steps that I've taken to do it. And I never tell people, you know, how I beat it or how I handle it because it's different for everybody. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's and, not a
2: chart that you can go by.
0: Exactly. And you've dealt with that a lot and you've spoken to a lot of groups and you're one of those ones. And I want to revisit this because because you and I both agree on the the idea of taking the word disorder out of PTSD. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. What your mindset is towards that, because we hear PTSD all the time. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I know me and you and a lot of us in this room, you know, we say PTSD. Yeah. You know, to me, it's not it's not a disorder. Right. You know, it's not something that you can't function through. You know, half of the people that have legit PTS are the ones that you'll never know that have it. You know, they, yeah. they've they learned to deal with it, whether on their own or going through, you know, programs or however they saw fit that they needed to deal with it, you know, they can deal with it. Now, of course, PTS hits, like
0: you said, it hits people way different ways. Yeah. So... But um, it's funny we had we had. And of course, I don't want to assume anything because people may say, well, what's PTS? Post-traumatic stress is what we're talking about. And we assume that everybody knows what that is. But I don't want to take it for granted. Right. So we I had Mike Ritland on the show. And of course, he works with, you know, he trained Navy SEAL dogs mm-hmm. and, and bomb sniffing dogs and all these. And he talks. He's got this retirement basically ranch for dogs that are being brought out of the military and they have to be reprogrammed to learn how to be dogs. Right. And I said, these dogs are dealing with PTS. Yeah. I mean, if dogs are dealing with it, yeah. how much more in the is the complex human brain that, that feels that emotion and feels that so many multiple dimensions more than, say, a canine does? How much more? Uh, it, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a crazy. A military
3: guy, without any war or anything, has to come out of the military and learn how to be a civilian again. Yeah. That's a difficult process. More difficult for some than others.
0: Yeah.
2: And the thing about PTS is it's that stigma has been put on the military community. I know a lot of <laughs> civilians that have never been in law enforcement, never been in the military, nothing that
4: have pts yeah because their mama yeah
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i i think by the time i was one i probably (laughs) that's
0: because we were raised right (laughs)
4: right yeah
0: yeah Yeah. but you know glenn beck blaze tv's glenn beck a lot of people jumped on glenn glenn had glenn basically had to come out and say look a lot of things that i was saying through 2015 2016 was due to what they diagnosed as basically having pts i had the same thing going on in my brain and he had to go get the same kind of treatment Mm-hmm. From what was going on, he said, "I just wasn't functioning in my right brain." And I mean, you know, it's not. It was something he'd gone through like that. Right. You know, yeah. some traumatic thing and that thing, and I and I've had people, you know, who have, who have tried to make that exclusively military, and it's not right. right. Yeah. it's yeah. It, And it's, like you said, you
2: know, people say, "Stop talking about it." Yeah. Hell no. No. The more we're in your brain housing group, and it's there, then the better off we are because the more people that are going to start to Think about it and, you know, talk about it more and
0: fix it. Yeah. Your brother died trying to help somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that was a big part of what was driving him Mm -hmm. and pushing him. Six years. February 2nd was six years. Seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah. I mean, that's still a raw deal. It's raw, I know, in the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um. It's a grief. I mean, it really is. I, You know, I still, knowing you guys and knowing the family the way I do now, um, I grieve with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On so many levels with the thing. Because it's one thing to look at somebody and say, well, here was an icon, here was a legend and and, and did so much and, and w- became well-known for a lot of good reasons and, and then a lot of peripheral reasons. Right. You know, the Hollywood thing and, the, you know, those things. And you look at that, but then you see the real family. the real emotion and the real i've seen your dad you know break down and get pissed off (laughs) you know what i mean yeah so it's tough how's your family dealing with it today
2: you know i mean it's it like you said it's raw still and i'm sure it always will be um but uh you know just how we're wired is you know we're not going to stop and lay down and feel sorry for ourselves and feel sorry for anybody else we're just going to keep going and yeah continue to push forward and do what we got to do to you know continue on with our mission
0: bunch of hard asses <laughs>
3: Yeah, his, dad, his dad at the show was busting my balls about being a Marine. I loved it. I was like.
0: I know. Like, yeah. Well, I think I asked you before. You, I said, why would you choose the Marines and not the Navy? You said, because the Marines are the best.
3: Yeah. Because yeah. We're, we're the men's department. Mine.
0: <laughs> What'd you say? I said, the
3: district attorney chose mine. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was
3: way smarter than that. <laughs> thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's either you go in or you're going in <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's awesome I didn't like I, they, they they portrayed you bad in the movie though I didn't like that it was the pisses still pisses me off but man I'm gonna talk with Eastwood one day about this thing
2: yeah well, i I had a talk with uh Cooper about it yeah yeah i I, I let him know how I felt about it and I Gave him some words to pass on to that little puke that played me. So.
0: <laughs> Ain't no wussification in the Kyle family. Yeah, yeah. No.
3: And, you know, and... Oh, wait, that wasn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was never any hugging brother moment on the tarmac overseas where he was ready to quit war. Oh, oh, damn. No,
2: damn.
0: No. But yeah,
2: it's, you know, that, that's. You know Hollywood is Hollywood. They're sure. gonna do what they're gonna do, um, and that's one thing about Hollywood that really pisses me off when it's, especially when it comes to, you know, dealing with people's lives. Yeah. You know they they want to make this story and they want to get everybody's attention, which they did. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it they did a okay job on it. You know, but uh, you know I I didn't feel like they did. I don't feel like they did it justice by trying to make him larger than life at the same time making everybody else look, you know, ridiculous, Yeah. you know, and not, not just the idiot that played me, but you know, all the rest of the characters in the movie too. You know I mean? They just, they didn't do them justice. And yeah. to me, I don't agree with that. You know, if you're going to do it, do it right. Play everybody right. Do the, you know, do your homework, talk to those people, talk to the families, and figure out who these people are that you're playing, yeah. You know, and portray them right.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, every time I'm around the guys from Benghazi, you know, I'm with John Tigan or, or with Ozgeist or whoever, and I say, hey, John's funny because Tig's funny because I'm like, <laughs> so, did the car really blow up? like with that he said no there were no cars exploding <laughs> yeah. i mean it was that's a michael bay film you know so yeah, if you're yeah. watching 13 hours there was no cars blowing up you know we don't you know it, it was that's more exciting though well that's cuz right. it's well, the yeah. movie yeah. when i
3: tell the stories of my desert cleanup that's how i tell them
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right? there uh, was actual there sand was like, in the crack of my yes. ass <laughs> that's
4: it uh,
0: I was in my underwear. It
3: takes me back to what ni- late 1991. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you, that was
0: tough. Well, yeah, you were you yeah. were on the map with yeah. Wolf Blitzer on CNN, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Oh my God, we had we had uh, Colonel West in here, uh, and he was talking about when were you there? And Steve, no, what was, did you say? 2000? No,
3: he put it in my head. He said he was there 2003. 2000. I said I was there in '02. Which I meant 91 uh, or 92. How does, uh, how does know? Because I know, because, <laughs> No, because he put it in my head. Yeah. So it's like,
0: I, okay, I was, oh, maybe so. But for those of you listening, uh, Hot I tried News to, Natalie I tried just to, held to, up the uh, glass I'm of- I'm
3: um, myself by 10 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. So
2: obviously you didn't do the math for me. Yeah, because
0: Alan said, like, Alan goes- what was going on in 02? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just shut up then cuz I, really,
3: I couldn't correct it. It was already done.
0: It was a like, done deal. Like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Of
3: course I don't go read the comments on Facebook. So I had no idea what they
0: said. I don't even give
4: a shit. <laughs> <a laughs> I don't even care.
0: Oh lord, what were we talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How many deployments did you do? I did 3 total. 3 total. Mm-hmm. You did you were you ever in Afghanistan? No. You know, I didn't think yeah. so. Yeah, that's a uh, we uh, – it's crazy. You know, I, I – talk about this because I think that – so I'm 46 years old. I was in – I was a senior in high school when Desert Storm happened, mm-hmm. 91. And I can remember – I can remember back then, guys went in the military a lot of times because either they had to or they didn't have a lot of options like party foul. Hey, <laughs> I had an option. <laughs> yeah, I you could have gone options. to jail. But, you know, <laughs> but, but then the after – <laughs> But post nine eleven. – it became like this is the thing to do. Like this is a you know, and I think they the attitude and the view towards military and military service and people's desire to go do it changed. You think that's true or am I
2: Oh yeah, no,
3: a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to re enlist after nine eleven. Yeah. You should have well, they, they were allowing gays in. It. Uh,
0: <laughs> thank you, Clinton. Don't ask, don't tell.
3: Thank you, Clinton. <laughs> i got out that year
4: <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> sorry
3: i didn't know she was a he
4: <laughs>
0: well thank god for donald it was, trump He was in yeah. indonesia
3: 1994 yeah <laughs>
0: oh my lord so but yeah it changed it, changed. it did yeah yeah and now you can was... recognize the guys i got the beards i got the tattoos i got the t-shirt companies you know? Yeah. 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 Everybody's got an apparel company. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But you had. Uh, and I know that. And I know that. And, and I don't want to go too far into this, but I know that folks look at it and they say, oh, it's the Kyle family. They got money from movies and books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that's not. And I don't want to get into details of all that. But that ain't really. That's not reality. That's not <laughs> the way it went down. Rich. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jay's he loaded. He's so yeah. rich. But I can remember yeah. when I met you. I think you were working at the Harley Davidson shop in Waco, uh-huh. and I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, Wait, and I'm like, it, is
3: that the Toad Frog? Wait, hang no, on. No, Mm-mm. which one is in Waco? Harley Davidson in Waco.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> what Steve. am I thinking of? Which
3: one's something frogs? Horny Toad. Horny Toad. Horny Horny-toe. Where's that one at? That's down around oh uh, We won't yeah. even talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. but we'll no, you were, at, you were working at you were working at the Harley dealership. Yeah. dealership. yeah,
2: I mean, I was. I couldn't hold down a job. Yeah, you know trying to make ends meet just doing anything and everything i i could to make a buck i actually took my motorcycle in there to uh get it serviced and they were like hey won't you come look at some bikes i was like man i can't afford a new bike you know mine's paid off it runs it's got two wheels on it still i'm good to go and so the salesman kept bickering with me and back and forth and i let him go through a spiel and then i gave him a spiel and the manager was there and he said, why don't you come work for us and sell some motorcycles? So I was like, ah, you know, I mean, I'll give it a shot and yeah. see what I can do. But Yeah. You know, I was, I was traveling so much, um, doing speaking engagements and things like that, that, you know, I wasn't around enough to really have a good job. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I still hadn't figured out where I fit in. And, you know, this was prior to... Me actually, you know, getting a kick in the ass and, you know, getting the
0: help that I needed, yeah, you know, to get right in the head and figure it all out. What, because um, now you've got United States Tactical, mm-hmm. UnitedStatesTactical.com, which I I try to avoid going on the site because you can see Willie's picture back here. <laughs> Willie's sitting back here. I, we love the canines and yep. we love the bags and everything, yep. all that stuff. And, and yeah, I could spend a lot of money. Yeah. With your deal yeah. real quick. And the last time we were together, last time we did a podcast together, mm-hmm. we were down there at your office at your right. warehouse and distribution center. And I was like, oh my God, I want every one of these bags. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bag fanatic. I don't know what that what is. What kind of bags? Is, like tactical bags. Like, like AR
3: 15 like, bags, stuff like that, or just yeah, uh, yeah. everyday backpacks? Yeah. Or,
0: or, so, or, backpacks or go bags. <laughs> or, yeah. Because yeah. I, need, I'm,
3: I need to go shopping. <laughs> Excel. I've got Chad's credit card in my pocket. Okay. After yeah. this podcast, let's go
2: shopping. So for here. bags and backpacks, go to Red Rock outdoorgear.com.
0: Okay. Okay. Randrockoutdoorgear.com. Mm-hmm. That's a long name. I'm about I'm building an AR15
3: right now. Okay. So I'm in the process with RW Arms. Okay. Chad is too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need a bag. Okay. So and I like I say I've got his ATM card in my pocket. Let's go shopping. Okay. Oh, when yeah. you
1: ra- when you run Chad's card there's an automatic increase <laughs> in the price.
0: Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we yeah. Oh, thanks for lunch by the way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just going to run that thing down to zero and just, they'll, they'll say <laughs> decline. Yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> no, but I encourage people to go check out the websites, United States tactical, red rock outdoor gear.com. Gear. Com. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the backpack side, bag side. And then, uh, the gear
0: side is actually United States tactical. Yeah. Dot com. Talk a, talk a little bit about your journey as far as getting the help. Because you've not talked about that before, but I want mm. people to hear it again, because I like to talk about it. I think people need to hear it.
2: Um, you know, when I got out, when I decided to get out in 2008, um, you know, I got out because... How I many years wanted were
0: you in first? Eight years. Eight years,
2: okay. So I served from 2000 to 2008. <clears throat> and I came off my last deployment in late 2007. I got married about a month and a half after I got back and then about a month and a half after i got married then i went ahead and got out um of course like most military guys infantry side things like that all i knew was guns knew i wanted to carry a gun every day figured hey why don't i be a cop yeah well that didn't work out um you know either i couldn't pass psych eval couldn't pass hearing test you know whatever yeah whatever it was um so, you know, I was getting pretty discouraged because I had no idea what else I wanted to do. Uh, and um, so I just took odd jobs here and there. Um, I grew up on a ranch, grew up working cattle, riding horses, things like that. So I figured, you know, I'll go back to my roots. So I I actually moved away. Uh, it was me and my wife were having problems because I had just come back and I was, you know, I was fine in my eyes. Yeah. In her eyes, I wasn't. I was a whole different person. Neither one of us knew how to deal with it. So a buddy of mine had a job opening in Oklahoma. My wife was going through grad school down in Galveston. So I moved up to Oklahoma and lived up there, worked that ranch for about a year and a half while she was going through grad school. And then I got a job at when she, about the same time she was graduating, I got a job in Hamilton on another ranch and moved down there. And then she came up and, you know, moved back in together. Actually, we're a married couple again, you know. And, uh, you know, it was up and down. You know, for a while I'd be great. And then for a longer while I'd be horrible. Yeah. And it just wasn't worth it. So, were you um, just,
0: I mean, were you just depressed? Were you down? Were you angry? Were you. Yes, all of the above. Yeah,
2: you know, it, I I had no idea. I couldn't tell what was triggering me. I had no idea what was going on. Um, yeah, you know, I was just. I figured I was just just an asshole. You know, yeah. that's just who I was. Whatever. I mean, I wonder.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think my wife still wonders. I've been in that place. I've you know Jade who's sitting off camera here. I, I've I've looked at her and I said I don't mean to be this way right now. Yeah, you know what's going on, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be this way. But this is the way I am in this moment. Right. And that's, that's a horrible way to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and not knowing how to fix it how to change it,
2: you know, so you just keep going on, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And you keep lying to yourself, telling you that, you know, that you're all right. And, um, you know, I kind of I kind of leveled out for a while, and then February 2nd happened, and there was a downward spiral, for,
0: spiral from there. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction when you got that news about Chris and Chad? I didn't believe it at first. Uh, my dad
2: actually called me, and we had just put our girls to bed, and my phone rang, and I answered it, and Dad said, uh, Chris is gone. I was like, all right. So I figured, well, he's you know off working mm-hmm. for somebody, you know, Off on a, not a deployment, but doing some work somewhere, whatever. And he said, no. He said, he's gone. What do you mean he's gone? He said, he's dead. And, you know, dad was real calm, real collected. And, I mean, I, I, I basically blacked out. Well, not really blacked out, but I just fell back to... My military mode, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, this was war. So I just, I found myself, I was in my, my gun room. I had my go bag and I was getting everything ready and, you know, I was going to walk out the door and go do what I needed to do. But he told me, he said, you know, you got to promise me you're not going to do anything. I said, all right. Yeah, that's fine. He said, no, promise me. I said, all right. He said, no, I want to hear the words. I said, all right, I promise. You know, he said, you got two little girls, you've got a brand new baby girl, you know, you've got, you need to, you need to stop and think about this before you do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he said, look out the window. And he said, I'm sure you're going to see some, you know, reds and blues out there. And so I did. And of course there was, there was cop cars all around my place and, you know, they were, they were there to, they informed them before I got the call so they were there to make sure that i wasn't going to do anything yeah um so i hung up with my dad and i just i broke down and i was in the fetal position on the on the floor you know bawling like i was three years old again yeah and my wife had no idea what was going on you know all she saw was i was in my gun room packing it up and then the next you know i was on the floor you know in the fetal position and uh You know, that was, that just, it it destroyed me. You know, that was the day I died, you know. And so she called some of my buddies, and they came over and kept me company that night. You know, I didn't sleep at all that night. Probably drank way too much alcohol. Um, And that next day, then I just loaded the truck up, and I went up and started, you know, doing what I had to do, getting things ready for the family and things like that. And so, of course, you know, I basically left my job and left my family, you know, left my left my wife with a brand-new baby girl and, you know, a two-year-old daughter. So, you know, I just was out there doing that, and I had to keep myself busy. So from that day forward, all I did was go, go, go. You know, I never said no to— to any invitation to, to be in the, at an event, to do a speaking engagement, you know, anything. And for me, you know, at that time, I didn't feel right about charging people because I'm not a public
0: speaker, you know. I am not a public speaker. We I, almost did an event together in San Francisco last year, and the thing yeah. got canceled, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was, yeah. I was looking forward to being with you in San
4: Francisco.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been an event. So...
2: But, uh, you know, I just kept rolling through life and, you know, I was basically in a fog mm-hmm. and I just kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. And, you know, every time I'd come home, you know, things would be bad. You know, I'd treat my wife like crap. I would treat my my kids were terrified of me. And, you know, I just I didn't have a good relationship with anybody. And so she kept telling me she said you've got to do something you know this isn't going to work you've got to do something and finally she gave me an ultimatum and she said if you don't get right she said then you know this is going to end and so that opened my eyes really quick and uh about that i think it was probably that same week i actually went to the va uh, They're in Waco at the VA. They had a an in-house program. It was like a nine-week program for PTS. And they would invite me out to speak to every cohort that was going through the, the course. And um, so I got up there and I was speaking to them. And, you know, they'd have other, uh, other individuals there from different companies and things like that that supported veterans and yeah. stuff. And so – afterwards i was talking to some of the vets and there was a marine a fellow marine there and he pulled me to the side and he said uh he said so when are you going through the program I said, i'm not he said why not and I, said, I don't need it you know and being a marine brother he called me out and he said you're so full of <laughs> shit. he said you're messed up worse than half the guys here and he said most of these guys here are taking up a seat for you that need to be here. He said, you need to be here worse than we do. Mm. And he said, you better get some help. So, you know, of course, coming from a, a brother Marine and my wife, you know, that, that really kicked me in the ass. And so um, things just kind of fell into place after that. Um, an organization out of Ohio called Save a Warrior they invited me and my dad up to ohio for a clay shoot i didn't have any idea that they were bringing me out there to get me up front of everybody and you know offer the the spot in the course for me mm-hmm. and um so we went up there you know participated in the event and then at the end whenever they were giving the trophies and stuff like that to all the winners they uh they called me out in front of everybody and said, will you accept? Well, standing up there in front of everybody, I couldn't How'd really you say, say were no. you Were you mad? Were you embarrassed? Uh, I was a little mad. Um, I wasn't necessarily embarrassed, but I was kind of kind of taken taken back. You know, I didn't really know how to react. So I went ahead and accepted and went through the program, and that was the start of... <laughs> You know, me getting my head right. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't tell me anything about it. They just told me, you know, be open-minded and come ready. So I
0: did. What kind of job do you think the VA is doing with folks that are dealing with those issues? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it passable? Well,
2: some VAs and some offices in the VA are doing good. Others are doing horrible. So, all in all, I guess they're doing bad if they're not all doing good for our warriors. What then do you doing think? Bad.
0: What? How would you grade the the report card on this presidency? As far as the is the support to not only active duty military but our veterans is it is is it more lip service or more things being done? Um, oh, he's definitely getting things rolling.
2: You yeah. know and. That's what I appreciate about him, and he's he's not afraid to get out there and speak, you know, just like he, they brought up the deal about veteran suicide,
0: mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that right there, to me, speaks volumes. It does. It really does, because I know, you know, look, we all have our opinions on both this administration and the last administration, and right. I mean, it's head and shoulders above where? 100%. What the hell's wrong with liberals? <laughs> My God. Why? I mean, it, Can't it, fix it, it goes down again. And... <laughs> It goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, and you can always tell who's in office when something's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I personally, I just don't think you can do enough. I, 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 you know, and I know there are people who have jumped my ass over the last few years saying, yeah, you just want to give veterans a free pass. Well- it's not a free pass. I just think that anybody that's willing to put on a uniform every day with the potential to serve and sacrifice and give their life for my liberty deserves everything that I can give them to serve right. them in turn because whether they're active duty and they're away and their basement floods and mm-hmm. you know, we got to take care of mama and the babies or right. daddy and the babies or whatever the situation may be, we're going to do it and if there's a veteran that needs help and we're going to do it and whether it's financial or giving them Christmas or yeah. Those are the things. I mean, yeah. that's what those are the things. That's what I use the platform that I have. That's my, that's my service, so to speak. It's my, amen. Yeah. Outlet of patriotism, and that's what we do. You know, that's why we always are going to use our platform to do those things.
2: And the thing about veteran, <laughs> the veteran community, and the military community in general is, you know, most veterans they don't want a free ride. Exactly. They will work their asses off to get whatever's coming to them. Yeah. You know, if you give them the opportunity to do it, they're going to do it. They
0: don't want a free exactly. ride. And how many people, they, they just want to normalize their life. They right. did what they did. They served. They came back with their, with their demons. And let's face it, there's always that element of it. Steve brought it up a little while ago. You, To go into the military means you are reprogramming yourself. You 100%. are becoming a, a soldier, a Marine, an airman, a sailor. You are becoming a, a weapon warrior. of war. You're yep. becoming a warrior. And it's a whole new tribe. It's a whole new lifestyle. It's a whole new way of doing things. Um, there is a chain of command, and then you come back out, and all of a sudden you're a civilian, and civilian life doesn't always make sense. Right. And people are dealing with those things. So regardless of what you've seen or what you've done, and, yes, some people have been through hell in Fallujah, and then some people... You know, hey, we're in desert cleanup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those wrenches, they will
2: bust your knuckles.
0: <laughs> He's gonna Actually, watch. I didn't Party pick Fal up Steve. many wrenches. Party foul <laughs> Steve's going to have a disabled veteran hat one day because he dropped Maybe. a wrench on his foot four months Some, ago. Something like
4: that.
0: <laughs> I love you, boy. I love you, too. But it's true. I mean, it you is. know.
3: I've got a grandson that gets to spend the next year of his life with his dad in Germany. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I couldn't be more prouder Of not only my grandson, but my son in law, you know, and my daughter that's having to deal with that and that sacrifice
0: that they're giving
3: to live without their loved one for the next year for us. So, well, that's
0: why we do what we do. It's why American Valor Foundation exists. Right. And it's an opportunity to give back and serve those who have served us. Yeah. And uh, it's what your brother did. And, you know, you and your family are carrying on that legacy. I'm proud to be a part of it i'm thankful. proud to have you yeah well thank you i'm trying Long to time. screw up i just i just <laughs> figure if i can keep your dad happy and <laughs> you're fighting it's, to lose it, him, it, i know bad. it is because it's funny because you, you know i've talked about it before and and every now and then I'm at these public events and certain people will be there. And I'm like, God, all these different people that, that are quote unquote celebrities or hold office or have their own organizations. And you're like, well, you know, this person, we kind of don't see eye to eye. And I'm like, look, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> you know, Like, I, like you know, I, I, you, you, you get that- spooked. I took yeah. note of what you just
3: said about your organiz- y'all's organization taking care of other organizations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I picked up on that from Jacob Schick and they're you know, hey, we're we're all after the same goal. Right. Mm-hmm. We need each other. Yep. Yeah. And if you can't band together and work together with other organizations right. I ain't got no use for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes yeah, I mean, all of us as a community.
2: Exactly, exactly. And yeah. you know, those organizations that that think that they are the end all be all. And that they're gonna stop veteran suicide and that they're you know, they are the answer. Well, they're lying to themselves. Yeah. Amen. You know. So I mean that's that's what I like about the most of probably ninety percent of the Texas based veteran foundations, we all work together and we're all happy to do it and you know, we're not shy about saying that, yeah, we're we work with, you know, this organization, this organization. You know, we all team up and try to get the job
0: done. Yeah. When somebody walks up to you and says, "Thank you for your service," how does that make you feel? What? How do you want to react to that?
2: You know, when I first got out, um, it didn't bother me at all. And then after a while, it it almost became cliche. Yeah. Um, I think Chris put it best that you know, don't just thank them for their service. Do something. Yeah. Do something for them. You know, mow their yard. You know, get a babysitter for, Mm you know, them and their spouse so they can go have a night out. You know, something. Don't just thank them for their service. You know, go up to them and, hey, thank you for allowing me to go to college. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to be a libtard something you know anything hey chat
3: will buy all a cup of coffee in the airport or whatever <laughs> yeah. i've seen i've seen him i've seen firsthand of what mm-hmm. he's done more than saying thank you yeah and it's like as a veteran that i was like i was like man yes yeah i mean, we're, te- know.
1: we're actually teaching our three kids mm-hmm. anytime we're in the airport or anywhere if they see uh Anyone in uniform, including police, firefighters, right. if we're yep. at the grocery store and the firefighters are getting their groceries, you know, and they're not shy, and they walk up and they, right now, it is thank you for your service because we we want them to know at a young age mm-hmm. the sacrifice that's happening, and they can't wrap their little they ain't got minds no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, next time, thanks though, Jeff. Now I'm gonna have to buy their groceries. Exactly. Now I know. I'm gonna All the firefighters, but you're right. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, bless yeah. them and the way knowing that you know. They've shown up at our house before because a car ran into our house. Right, yeah. True story. Yep. Why yep. didn't I buy their garage? Now I feel bad. Thanks a lot. That's yeah. some <laughs> crazy footage you should of that feel bad. car well, running we have into your house. I you oh, saw Jeff it. Yeah. It'll yeah. yeah. take
3: you so far. And then you got to step up. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah.
1: right. That's and something that I don't be a new want challenge. people
2: to shy away from thinking sure. a vet or first responder for their service. You know, I don't want them to stop doing that.
0: Yeah, and I know that's not what you're saying at but all. But make it
2: yeah. more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because
0: know? It, that's the thing. I think people look for ways to be able to express their gratitude, and in many ways that's been the only thing. But that's why I tell people, get involved. Get involved with no. organizations like American Valor. Get involved with these organizations like 22Kill who mm-hmm. are trying to eradicate this epidemic of, of not just veteran suicide, but first responder suicides and citizen suicides, which have just grown to just unbelievable proportions that are out there um just read the news this morning Where a second student from parkland high school there in florida where the school shooting happened committed suicide it, it's a terrible thing so not only we're we trying to talk about it, we're trying to you know and so i tell people hey look get the help reach out to american valor reach out to 22 kill reach out to these organizations that are doing it and doing it well i i can tell you the track record for sure of those two organizations right and yeah. uh, you know i'm proud of of what's there and so yeah, it's you. Just got to get the help, and we're gonna mm-hmm. keep talking about it. We're gonna keep doing it. And by the way, have Jeff Kyle come speak at your event because, contrary to what he says, he is a good public speaker. And <laughs> I mean, you could tell from the power of what of this conversation, um, the guys the guys got a lot of heart, a lot of emotions. I hate I didn't see it, Shot Show. I saw you, but I saw pictures of you. we, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we were like ships I passing. I actually in the hung night. out
3: with him at Shot Show yeah. in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, you, yeah. Didn't, you were too but busy. I did. I know. Yeah. I left early. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they called
2: me and said, hey, you know, come over here and hang out. Chad's here. Come on.
0: I went to bed. It was I bed got
2: No, uh, you, know, you were with Mike
3: Rowe. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Rowe was with y'all. Yeah. Maybe so. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah Mike you? Rowe
3: was still. I went to bed. He was, he was down at the table. Yeah,
0: yeah that might have been true. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been true. Well, I'll go
3: co-host any MC thing you got. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff oh
1: also has, he's a uh, man of many hats because he also does LTC classes. I was a star student. In one of his classes,
0: yeah, you got classes coming up. Um, as far as
2: what she just said, I plead the fifth. I, I will on record. I will never admit to giving her her license, <laughs> the signing <laughs> on that, that piece
1: of paper.
0: Good. <laughs> yeah. hey, she was, took the class and passed the class. The glass. <laughs> he was
1: so kind. There was a lot of eye roll. That's true, but I tried to. I got ready to take. You know, to start shooting after the many, many hours of lecturing he gave. <laughs> and <Thanks>. uh, <laughs> no, I got ready to shoot and I had my 22 ready.
0: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, do
1: do you, you think Texas is Texas a real You're not shooting to, a 22. And I was uh, like, that's oh, not a lot
0: 16 states oh. in the United <laughs> States are now open carry, Second Amendment states. Do you think Texas is going to follow suit? Oklahoma recently did it. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it should. I mean, I. We're in carrying anyway. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. You know,
2: the only thing is, you know, um, I've got kind of mixed emotions about it. I would never be against anybody having that right to carry it if they wanted to, whether they had a license or not. Um, You know, I think everybody and I 100 percent believe that everybody has the right to protect themselves and somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think it's it's scary the amount of people out there that are walking around with firearms that have no idea how to use them.
0: Like my mother used to say, I'm just going to point it at them. No. Yeah. yeah,
2: (laughs) No. Yeah. And there's, there's a mindset that comes along with it too. You know, um, carrying a firearm, it's, it's not a piece of jewelry, you know, whenever you put that firearm on you every day, you know, you're taking, you're taking that chance and you're taking that responsibility. Yeah, you know, I think that's big, but I mean, I'm not against the um, constitutional constitutional carry. carry. Yeah, I'm not against it.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I Graham Allen sent me a message the other day. He said, "Where's Texas on this list?" And I'm like, "Well, we're still sophisticated, you know we <laughs> we got to we got to ease into things." Right, yeah. Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well,
3: the, the states got to get their money out of it. No matter how you know, at Just what level, they get another DUI. <laughs> they got a,
0: <laughs> I ain't had a first. Atta boy. Well, I was so, for the chat, right Show. <laughs> well, oh my goodness! I'm I want out. everybody to go to AmericanValorFoundation.org Get your tickets to the Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit. May fourth is going to be in the Stockyards here in Fort Worth. I'm going to be there. Hot news: Natalie will be there. Party foul will be there. Jade will be there. Tony will be there. All God's children going to be there. Jeff's going to be there. Wayne and Debbie, Amy. Hey, did you buy my ticket yet? <laughs> you got <Hey>. his card. <laughs> I, oh, I'm going to buy. I, I got all y'all. So yeah, exactly. About. Exactly. Steve's feeling very, very generous. So <laughs> I want to see everybody there. I want to pack that thing out. We got a lot of tickets left to sell. It goes to a good cause. We're going to have an auction that night? Yes. Good. There's want to do it live and silent? Yes. Good. There's some amazing auction items. Nice. Yeah. I got something in the trunk of my car I want to show you. It might be something worth auctioning on. Oh gosh, that kind of scares me. Yeah, I know, and I don't think that person in the bag is going to object at all. So. <laughs> okay, <that's cool>. uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, anything else? We got it. We all good here. Anything? Any other? Anybody? Anybody? I you just you feel give like a sh- shout out to Mark and Candace over puppet here. Puppet master the, Mark I, is sitting like, right over here. Right, Candace is in the that. puppet seat right over. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they're just producing this thing away. It's been fun. I still encourage everybody, if you're going to watch the full episode, go to YouTube. If you're going to, uh, if you want to listen to it, make sure you're downloading it wherever podcasts are available. Get the Chad the Show. Jeff, always a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Now we're going to go find Mark Hansen and verbally abuse him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you,
2: he needs to come on the show. You I need to do a, a full interview. We'll with
0: get him, him. on you here. You need Look to it. apologize yeah. about wrecking his Jeep. Yeah, Steve. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. For Jeff Kyle, thank you for coming on, buddy. Go check them out: American Valor and also a United States Tactical or Red Rock uh, Outdoor uh, Gear. Outdoor Gear. Those are both dot com. So go get them. For the chat, pray show. We'll see you next time. Love y'all. God bless. Bye.